With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Well, it is time to turn over the microphone, so to speak, to you, the listener. Hear what you have to say in this lead up now to WrestleMania Backlash. Hear your thoughts via email and, of course, voicemail for everything going on right now in WWE. So let's get everything started right after a word from our sponsor of the show. So if you're looking for that birthday gift, anniversary gift, or hey, Mother's Day is right around the corner, then I've got a great website for you guys. It's ihomedigital.com. Pretty easy to remember, right? What's on here? Well, everything. I mean, really, everything from home electronics, kitchen gadgets, DSLR cameras, Roombas, home gadgets, drones, just to name a few. They even have a meat thermometer, a Bluetooth meat thermometer that you don't have to leave your couch to check the temperature. There are PlayStation Store gift cards. You can buy notebooks and laptops. Really, guys, this is just crazy. Uh, head on over to iHomeDigital.com. All of the prices are very competitive. So head on over to iHomeDigital.com. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. Your number one source for the latest in WWE news and straightforward analysis. Are you ready to get this thing going? Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! Then let's get this show started right now. Hey everybody and welcome to the WWE Podcast Mailbag. This is such a fun show because I turn things over to you, the listener, and I get to hear what you've been thinking all week about what the WWE has put out, and uh, not a super long show tonight as we have um, just uh, some regulars, I think a couple of new faces, so to speak, 
and uh, that'll be fun to get to emails and everything else. Um, so that is going to be uh, coming in just a minute. But first, I would like to give a shout out to our latest patron on patreon.com slash WWE podcast. And his name is uh, Rodney Nickens. So Rodney, thank you so much for becoming a patron. I hope you enjoy your ad-free experience right here on the WWE podcast, including exclusive content like Wrestling Nostalgia that I just posted that's only available now on Patreon. I don't do Wrestling Nostalgia on the, the free feed anymore. And a brand new show coming to Patreon that will be uh, Anthony DeMarco and myself every single week doing a what if show. Uh, it'll run 30 to 30, 45, maybe an hour long tops every week starting next Saturday. I think it's May 8th. I believe that's the Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So not this Saturday in a couple of days, but rather on May 8th, uh, Anthony DeMarco and myself will be starting a brand new show uh, under the WWE podcast, but only for Patreon uh, subscribers. So if you want to get yourself on board for Wrestling Nostalgia and this exclusive show that's starting uh, in about a week and ad-free and a bunch of other cool stuff, you get a shout-out on the show, um, video. I mean, there's a ton of great stuff available on Patreon. So get yourself over there, patreon.com slash WWE podcast, or download the Patreon app, and we're pretty easy to find. You guys know what, what it looks like. Uh, we, we recently also redid the page. So um, I had somebody come in and kind of just spruce things up a bit. Uh, in terms of how things look and what the tier pictures look like, that kind of stuff. So, okay, well, with that out of the way, um, I just want to uh, say thank you, everybody, for joining me here. And we're going to get to your emails. But first, as a patron of the show, you get first place in line in terms of your uh your placement of questions or comments or concerns, uh, whatever you have right here on the mailbag show. So that being said, uh, let's see what our patrons have to say right off the bat here. Our first one is uh, from patron Randy. And uh, Randy has a couple things to say. He says, hey, Matt, Randy here. Uh, first, thank you for all the work you do each week uh, to bring me my wrestling weekly wrestling. I appreciate how much you guys care. Uh, well, thank you very much. We, we genuinely do. We're not state-run radio. We really do love wrestling. We wouldn't be here I, for real. I am. I know we're trying to monetize things, but I mean, duh, like who, who, who the hell wouldn't want to monetize their show if it's starting to grow, but I'll, at the same time, still love what they do. I think that's a pretty fair thing to do, but um, okay. You say a couple things. My favorite women wrestler is Alexa bliss. I love her so much and said long, a uh, long time ago that she would be a perfect for sister Abigail. She'd be perfect for it. Who do you think she will feud with first when eventually it happens? I was, okay, so you you have some other things. So let me address that first. That's not easy. And it's funny you bring that up because I brought that up on my Monday Night Raw review last night. Who do, you know, who could she attack first? And, you know, as I take a look at the roster of the, of the women's division on Raw, let me just read you the names so that we're all on the same page. Okay, you have Asuka, Alexa Bliss, obviously, Charlotte Flair, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Lana, Mandy Rose, uh, Naomi, Nikki Cross, although she's kind of MIA. And, you know, Nikki could play a role. Let me, I'll get to that in a minute. Nia Jax, Peyton Royce, uh, well, scratch that, no Peyton Royce anymore. Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, and uh, Reckoning. So, let me, when I, when I look at that, 
Could she immediately go into a program with Nikki Cross? She could, but where the hell's Nikki Cross? Nikki Cross is MIA. Maybe Nikki Cross joins her. I would love to see that. Hell, I'd like to see them form a tag team and run roughshod as women's tag team champions. I'd love that. I think Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross as dark characters working off one another would be awesome. And I think Nikki Cross already is kind of insane, right? She already is that wacky, crazy uh, woman on TV when, when she was on TV. Turning her dark is kind of a flip of the switch. Pretty easy. So I think having Nikki Cross team up with Alexa Bliss before she challenges for the Raw Women's Championship, it makes sense. Because here's the thing. We just had Rhea Ripley win the championship at WrestleMania. Whatever you think of her right now, WrestleMania championship wins need to stick. Because otherwise, it shows you don't have confidence in the person that won. You're possibly pulling the rug out from underneath them too quickly. And you're not giving them a chance to breathe or the audience a chance to digest what that person is as champion, who they are as champion, if it's a success or not. You can't go on a sample size of a month. So do I think Alexa Bliss is going to be Raw Women's Champion? Hell yeah. Do I think she's going to be Raw Women's Champion in a month or two? No. I think they need to let it breathe, have her team up with a returning Nikki Cross, and go after the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions, whoever they may be at that time. Uh, now, if they don't do that, and Nikki Cross is MIA or whatever, they, they just have Alexa go on her own, but it's not for the Raw Women's Championship, Probably looking at this roster, got to be Asuka. It, it, it just, it's got to be, I would think, because Asuka is not going to become Raw Women's Champion anytime soon. Charlotte Flair has a decent chance of it over the next couple of months. I know I said that the championship victories need to stick, and they do, but with Charlotte Flair so hot right now, there is an argument to be made, possibly in the next pay-per-view, she should be champion. There's an argument. There's an argument to be made. I'm not saying it should happen or will. But Asuka is not going to be that person. We just saw her as Raw Women's, the absentee Raw Women's Champion for several months, uh, many months, since really from Money in the Bank last year until just recently WrestleMania. Nearly a full year she was champion, and it felt like it was the most underwhelming championship run of all time. So I think Asuka will be free after uh, the pay-per-view, after WrestleMania Backlash, where we have her be targeted by Alexa. That's my guess. Boy, that was a long answer. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize for being such a long answer, but it's an interesting, very interesting question. Okay. So you continue. You say, I was very shocked. They cut Bo Dallas rather than put him with his brother. They could have been a new version of the Wyatt family, but instead of fiend edition, um, I I'll say I'm not surprised they cut Bo Dallas because they weren't really doing anything with him. And yes, you could have had him join the Wyatt family, but the Wyatt family to WWE is defunct. Eric uh, Rowan is gone. Obviously, Luke Harper uh, tragically is gone. Um, what do you? I mean, yeah, you could have had Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt join forces. Um, I, it's not that I wouldn't want to see it, but I don't. When I look in WWE's eyes, or look through their lens anyway, I don't see them having the confidence to do that. Uh, they would feel it was a step back for Bray Wyatt, who had just evolved from the Wyatt family to become the Fiend, to then go back to the Wyatt family. And the Swamp Cult leader wouldn't have made much sense to them and would have been a demotion in their eyes. Even though right now the Fiend is severely damaged. 
severely. And the Fiend needs, I don't even know what the Fiend needs to do. Seriously. I don't know. I really, really don't know. Perhaps Finn Balor comes back and they get in a program and it's the Fiend versus the Demon at SummerSlam, right? I I don't know. Um, but I, I feel I, I feel you, man. Uh, so, okay. Uh, now, I was happy about the whole Bad Bunny thing and him actually taking it serious. Okay. Uh, but, okay, I'm tired of it. Can we move on? Priest, I agree with you. Once he is done with The Miz, uh, he'll go down his own path. Who do you think will be a good feud for him? The answer? Anybody but The Miz. I mean, literally anyone but The Miz. I don't care if he starts you know, attacking referees like Charlotte Flair or, or uh, attacking uh, Corey Graves. Like, I, I don't care. Literally. Or if you're from the Parks and Rec uh, fan base, literally, those that don't watch Park and Rec, Parks and Rec have no idea what I'm doing. But literally, uh, anyone but The Miz. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's the answer. Um. But okay, uh, you say, lastly, as much as I would love, I love what they're doing with Tamina. I think the Riot Squad needs the titles that can make them great. So many feuds can happen with them. Yes, I've been saying that uh, for a long time. And the fans are probably like, what the hell are they doing with the Riot Squad? You know, one of the actual tag teams, like an actual tag team, not one that was just formed out of nowhere because they needed a tag team division. But they were a tag team before there was a tag team division. Uh, yeah, I agree. As far as the Iconics, I heard an interview with Kay saying that they wanted to split up and try singles. So not sure it was all WWE's idea. Um, I have not heard that. I'll take you at face value. That'd be shocking. Or at least they probably realize. Here's the thing. If that's true, they should have realized quickly, Hey, this sucked. Let's get them back together or not be so like cut and dry with their split and say, you know, we're, we're going to split. You know, why did they have to say that they're done as a tag team? They could have just said, hey, you know, I'm going to go my way. You're going to go yours instead of doing what they did, saying, nope, you'll never be a tag team again. It, they, they they really shot themselves in the foot and booked themselves into a corner by doing that. Um, and you say, almost forgot. I'm a big Rhea Ripley fan. And honest, honestly, I think she is going to hold it for a while, maybe until SummerSlam when Charlotte takes it. Thanks so much. I love the mailbag. I'm happy to be a part of Patreon now. Uh Thank you so much, Randy. Uh, so your your last comment 
Yes. I mean, I, I agree. And I, I alluded to that a couple of minutes ago. Charlotte could very well become Raw Women's Champion at um, the next pay-per-view or easily SummerSlam. I think if Rhea Ripley makes it to SummerSlam, I'd actually be a little bit surprised as Raw Women's Champion anyway, uh, just because of how hot Charlotte is right now. And if you put a belt on a a heel, people love babyfaces in chase. If Rhea Ripley didn't win it at WrestleMania, I would say, yeah, definitely Charlotte's getting it at the next pay-per-view. But does the importance of winning a championship at WrestleMania supersede the need to put a belt on a heel? That's the dilemma that WWE needs to figure out in their production meetings. So, Randy, thanks so much. Let's get on to our next patron who uh, sends in this. I don't know if it's really a question. Uh, This is from Deanna. And... um, all right, I, I, this is this is good. Okay, she says, "Okay, Matt, just no, no, no." In big bold caps with uh, you know how many exclamation points? You've got like eight. <laughs> That's a great way to start it. A message, thank you, Deanna. Uh, Matt Riddle needs to just stay far away from Orton. Riddle is a freaking buffoon. I want to throat punch him every time he's on my TV. That's the first paragraph. <laughs> That's the first paragraph. Uh, Deanna, listen. I feel your pain. I feel what you feel. I, 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 I just, and I'm still sticking by my guns that I'm interested in seeing Orton and Riddle. And the reason is, hear, hear me out, hear me out. I know what you're saying. And I feel, I felt the same way about Riddle. And, and to some degree, I still do if he's by himself. But it's getting so ridiculous with him. So goofy that it starts to become entertaining. Now, I know you're probably rolling your eyes right now, right? <laughs> I'm not backtracking on what I said about Riddle. I want people to understand this. I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not going the opposite direction. I'm just saying it reached, sometimes things reach a point of such stupidity that it's almost an irony of itself, which makes it almost entertaining. You, you reach the level of hell where it you're like, oh, there's no way I can go and get any worse. And then it does, and you go, well, I guess we're just going to keep nosediving, and you go for the ride. Uh, and that's where Riddle is for me. And that's why I, you know, he has not turned to me. The last couple of weeks with Orton, and Orton is really the one to credit here. I'm not saying Riddle on his own has done this, but I think Orton is a perfect foil to Matt Riddle being so goofy and such a buffoon, as you said, he is. And I do want to I do want to punch him right in the face sometimes because he is, he does have a very very punchable face, doesn't he? But Randy Orton, as long as he doesn't start becoming this laughy goofy guy and sticks to his just demeanor of he could strike at any time and just dead faced, that's what makes it so good because everybody else has played off of him and and been kind of uh, kind of emotive back to him where Randy just stares dead face. I think that's what does the trick for this. And also, it's nice to see Randy in a, in a program that's not all about death, right? Like, it's nice to see Randy in something that is a bit of a relaxer for him. It, it's like he's living his own intermission. That's what it feels like for me with Randy. I think he needs to take a break from the such serious storylines. I'm a massive Randy Orton fan. I think he's still got a ton to give. And I believe that he's going to be back in a title picture probably by SummerSlam at the latest but it's nice to see Randy Orton in something that isn't all about fire and death and 
literally having people tell you you're going to die. Okay. For months and months and months, this happened with the fiend lighting people on fire. We've seen the deranged Randy Orton. We know what he's capable of. So that's what my point is with this and their, their chemistry on screen chemistry. That's the thing. It, it seems to be there again, short sample size, but it seems to be there for these two. So that, that's my point. Okay. Well, the email's not over folks. Um, you say, uh, Deanna says riddle, the new day, Miz, and the new commentator need to be taken far away, never to be seen again. <laughs> WWE can release talent like the Iconics and Joe, yet somehow keep these fools. Drives me crazy. But anyway, have a good rest of the week, uh, Deanna. Um, I so yes, the Miz. You know, it's funny. I've already I've already commented on Riddle, so I won't I won't comment on him anymore. But the Miz, when he's not with Morrison, is more palatable. Morrison makes everything worse. From a character perspective, anyway, in the ring, he's very good. Uh, I don't need to hear about Johnny Drip Drip. I don't need to hear or look at his, you know, 1985 hairstyle uh, or, or any kind of inside jokes or anything bad that they try to present to us as comedy or pass as comedy. Uh, but the New Day, the New Day, you talk about stale. Is there anyone, any, I should say, not anyone, because I could certainly name more other people like. Baron Corbin, King Corbin, that's stale. I'm talking tag teams. Is there any other tag team on the roster right now that is more stale than the New Day? And I mean, maybe Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders, I mean, but to be fair, they've done nothing. Um, the New Day are as stale as they are like, there's something that sits in your shelf. You ever clean out your kitchen and you look at something, you're like, oh my God, guys. Uh, this expired like five years ago and you're disgusted and just throw it out. Maybe it's like a unopened package of oatmeal or something. And you're looking at it and you're like, oh my God, that's the new day. The new day is that expired oatmeal that is somehow was shoved in the back of your pantry that you didn't notice until you decided to clean out your kitchen one day. That's the new day. I am beyond over the new day's antics. Uh, especially Kofi Kingston, um, over all of their tromboning and dancing and aww, although we don't have Big E to do that anymore. So yeah, there's nothing about the New Day other than just having them, as you say, be taken far, far away, never to be seen again, that they can do to make me interested in them. Uh, so <laughs> thank you for your honesty. God, I love the honesty. It's good. And I like that somebody disagreed with me. That's always fun too, because it's, it's all about putting smiles on people's faces right now, right? Ugh, I can't even say that without getting queasy. Okay, so let's get to, now that our patrons have spoken, let's get to our emails that you guys have sent over the last week. And where am I? Ah, I believe this is the first email. Dennis, seems to always be, you, Dennis, you seem to always be the first guy here. So, okay. Hi, Matt. I hope you're well. The new commentator on Raw, Adnan Verk. I know he's only two weeks on the job, but I cannot take to him. I do not like his voice. I find it irritating. Tom Phillips is better in my opinion. I also agree with you on the fact that why add WrestleMania to the name of Backlash? They are really trying to milk the WrestleMania name. And the answer is, yeah. Yeah, they are. And I think they have no shame about milking the WrestleMania name anymore. They just, they don't care. They don't care. Uh, people, you know, I'm sure that they'll say that oh, people will say that, but what the hell do they care? They're not the people that they're trying to, to market to. They're trying to market to the people that are outside, maybe who are the casual fans. Um, 
who left after WrestleMania, who say, wait a minute, WrestleMania backlash? Is this like another? Is this like a WrestleMania part three? I mean, to add WrestleMania to anything they believe immediately adds value to it. I would argue, let's not let's not have false advertising, right? Like adding WrestleMania to SmackDown, for example, on the SmackDown before WrestleMania does not make it an actual WrestleMania event. Adding WrestleMania to Backlash does not make it a WrestleMania event. The only thing that you can add WrestleMania to to make it a WrestleMania event is WrestleMania. Period. So I think it's stupid, but it also is nothing new to me over the last year during the pandemic era. I know that they, WWE, by the way, has labeled this as the Thunderdome era. It's the pandemic era in my mind. Now, maybe history will correct me, but as I'm living it, as we're still in the pandemic era, until there's fans back on a weekly basis, we are in the pandemic era. Maybe perhaps you look at it as the Thunderdome era. I think the pandemic era is more accurate, but nonetheless, they're trying to trying to uh, label it otherwise. Fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, here here's the thing. With WWE adding little new slogans to their pay-per-views to actually make it an official part of the name of the pay-per-view is ridiculous. Uh, and this started, though, really last year. It started with Backlash. Last year, if you remember, what did they call Backlash last year? The greatest wrestling match ever. Did we forget that? Randy Orton and Edge? I didn't. We, I don't think any of us did. They added SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming. Although that was very clever because it was the uh, Roman Reigns heel turn we never saw coming, which ended up being really a just an absolute brilliant, I, I shouldn't say idea, because it's not an original idea. It's what the fans have wanted for many years, that um, somebody finally... I guess put enough uh, put put enough of whatever they needed to in Vince's morning coffee to get him to agree to it. But they've been doing this now for a year, so get ready for all these silly slogans that they need to somehow add, for whatever reason add. The marketing team is just pushing for this to add to their pay per views on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, I should say. So, um, oh, as far as Ed and Verk. I, I don't have a negative or positive opinion about him. Uh, he is from the MLB network. I'm a baseball fan. I recognized his voice. Um, I'm a Yankee fan, so he's not the voice of the Yankees. Michael Kay is, but um, he is part of the MLB network. So, again, I don't I don't hate him. I don't love him. Tom Phillips, I agree. He, was, he had a more wrestling, quote, wrestling voice. And, I, you know, Tom Phillips was a bit robotic at times. You know, people joke that he needed a software update. Maybe that's why he's gone. Uh, I think, you know, probably, maybe, right? Like, maybe they're just kind of updating his firmware, you know, putting plugs into him, like the Matrix, and updating his software. I, I really, I don't know what the reason is for Tom Phillips being pulled and uh, feeling the need to replace him with Adnan Verk. Don't know. I don't know. Tom Phillips, it was just, he was just, just plain. He, he was the vanilla. He was just averagely like with vanilla, you know what you're getting. It's good, but it's never going to be great. That was Tom Phillips, you know, reliable, consistent, predictably boring, but also was just good at what he did. So I don't know. I really don't know what the, the whole ad invert thing was about. Um, so yeah, maybe he'll grow on you. Maybe he will. I hope, I hope he does because I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break 
and let our sponsors get some words in for the show. And then we'll be back with a, a message from an email from Chris. So he has a, some things to say about Bobby Lashley and repeat matches. So we're going to get to that email right after this. So if you're looking for that birthday gift, anniversary gift, or hey, Mother's Day is right around the corner, then I've got a great website for you guys. It's ihomedigital.com. Pretty easy to remember, right? What's on here? Well, everything. I mean, really, everything from home electronics, kitchen gadgets, DSLR cameras, Roombas, home gadgets, drones, just to name a few. They even have a meat thermometer, a Bluetooth meat thermometer that you don't have to leave your couch to check the temperature. There are PlayStation Store gift cards. You can buy notebooks and laptops. Really, guys, this is just crazy. Uh, head on over to iHomeDigital.com. All of the prices are very competitive. So head on over to iHomeDigital.com. Jessica Colvin is the owner of Twisted Buella Distillery, which stemmed from her passion for creating best-tasting infused spirits. The name Twisted Buella represents the twisted flavors of her fusion spirits combined with one of her biggest influences, her abuela or buela for short. Her personality is unmatched and it is infused into every bottle. Twisted Buella is dedicated to producing the highest quality of handcrafted, small-batched infused spirits. They are committed to sourcing their products locally in Washington in order to create a farm-to-bottle experience. Twisted Buella, to this point, is completely self-funded. However, they need your help in order to expand their business and reach the homes of future customers. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Search for Twisted Boela, which is spelled B-U-E-L-A. Or, of course, the best way to help is head on over to kickstarter.com and search for Twisted Boela. It's, again, Twisted, B-U-E-L-A. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Okay, time for that email. And again, this comes to us from Christopher. He says, Hi Matt, I have a few questions. What is your opinion on WWE doing the same matches every week? I am personally not a fan because I feel like we're going to have the same outcome in the end. I wouldn't mind if they face each other once in a while, uh, but having the same match two or three weeks straight makes the product stale, in my opinion, and I think that is why people are starting not to watch. My, uh, so that's the first question. So 
WWE does have a, a habit of sometimes throwing the same match out there. I, I guess you're going to have to throw me a, a couple of examples for me to analyze rather than just a general statement. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is actually the Viking Raiders versus the Herp, the former Herp business of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, where they are trading wins and losses. That's a bad idea. Not only is it the same match happening over and over, it's also 50-50 booking on top of it. It's like the double whammy. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, when you say the same matches over over and over, Chris, I'm going to have to, like, throw me some examples um, of what what you're talking about that in terms of seeing that same match every week that uh, that gets you. The second question you said is, who do you think Lashley is going to feud with once he's done with Drew and Braun? You, uh, your guess is Keith Lee if he doesn't go after Sheamus for the U.S. title. Or maybe they will have Bobby have, uh, have a story with Bray Wyatt once he's done with Alexa Bliss. I would like to hear your thoughts. Thank you and stay safe. Interesting question. I don't think we've thought about Bobby Lashley's next opponent, but we should. Keith Lee is a good option. I don't know if that would be a good thing to throw Keith Lee right into the main event title picture. I don't think that he's, quote, deserving of it yet. While he's a great athlete, his character is nowhere near fleshed out enough for the the casual viewer, right? Not the people that have followed him through NXT and know who he is, but rather the the viewer that has seen him come and go for the last five months and gone, is he going to stay? Is he gone? Where is he? He's, he's supposed to have a championship match. He wasn't in the Rumble. Uh, where, what is this guy doing? This The, the on-again, off-again, start-again, stop-again, and then seemingly the last four months he's stopped completely. They can't just throw him right into the title picture with, with uh, Lashley. I, I think that's a mistake, a big mistake. So where does he go? Well, let's take a look at the roster here. I'm looking at the men's roster. Uh, the Fiend is certainly on the on the ticket to be the next opponent for Bobby Lashley. And you would say, who's the babyface? Probably by default. The Fiend, I guess. Or Bray Wyatt would be the babyface because I don't think he ever really turned heel. Um, I'm trying to think of another babyface. Braun Strowman is kind of the default babyface, but he's facing Braun and Drew in a triple threat. So that's out. Uh, let's see. Jackson. No, no. Keith Lee is currently inactive. Uh, Randy. Or no. Again, this is all assuming they keep Bobby Lashley heel. There's not a ton. <laughs> I guess the fiend, or if you turn, if you keep Randy Orton babyface, which I guess he's kind of done a, a slight babyface turn, teaming with Riddle at least for the short term until he eventually hits the inevitable RKO. Um, probably Randy Orton or The Fiend. Yeah, that's that's really it, unless they bring somebody up from NXT. Okay, um, let's see. That's, oh, oh, so you said that, uh, yeah, um, once he has a story, once he's done with Alexa Bliss, well, I think he is done with Alexa Bliss, so that, that's also something I wanted to touch on. Okay, Chris, thank you. And let's uh, let's continue on with uh, let's see two we have two more emails and then we'll get to those all important voicemails. No oh boy, this is a good one. This is from Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan. Cutting a promo on me as always. I can just hear his voice. I mean, I really can hear it. I'm gonna be uh, just I, speaking for him here. He says, "Hey Jabroni, finally in all caps, the Casual Wrestling Fan has come back to the mailbag show." 
I know that, that was very poorly executed, but you know the style I was going with. <laughs> I know that millions and millions of the casual wrestling fans, fans have been wondering where I've been. It's simple, on family vacation. But now I'm back. <laughs> nice. Okay. Oh, God. All right. You say, I heard you and Michael Gross on the weekend review. I want to tell you this, uh, his Rudy Pooh candy ass to know his role and shut his mouth. If he ever wants to go one-on-one with a great one, let me know. Well, there you go. I guess the challenge has been laid down to our co-host, Michael, uh, by Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan. So let's see if he accepts. So, okay, you say, I want to start off by saying uh, Roman is at the peak of his career. His promos are gold. Quote, I told you I'm going to smash them, stack them, and pin them. I say they print it. When I was on your Raw review show in January, we talked about Roman being a long-term champion, probably possibly for one and a half to two years. And I hope WWE plays the long game with his championship run. I would love Drew versus Roman at next year next year's WrestleMania. Yes. Um even though you just insulted me with your promo and you challenged and threatened one of my co-hosts, <laughs> I'm now going to agree with you. So how about that for a, uh, a swerve? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think that that, and I think I might've mentioned this in my shows last, uh, last week or not recently I'm losing track, but yes, Roman versus Drew is an absolute WrestleMania main event. And it could be as soon as this year where Roman is dethroned by Drew. It could happen. I, Totally agree. Funny story. I was watching uh, last week's Raw on Saturday, and my daughter and Riddle came out, and we were marking out, jumping on the couch, yelling, bro. Then Randy Orton comes out, and she says, who is that? I say, Randy Orton, and we don't like him. He's bad. She says, he's not bad. I like him. At that moment, I had an internal battle. I truly hate Randy Orton, but I like heels. And if my daughter likes Randy Orton, then I guess she picked up my my love of heels. So I bit my tongue as she cheers for Randy and I cheer for Riddle. How about that for a family bonding moment? Nothing like having to bite your tongue uh, against your child who likes the opposite person when you truly dislike the person that they are cheering for. So uh, I I guess your daughter has now turned babyface. I got to say. She has now turned babyface on this show. As far as this show is concerned, uh, she is, you're the heel, my friend. You are the heel. Um, but that is great. I love that. Uh, that is, <laughs> that's great. Oh, gosh. Okay, fast forward to this week. RK Bro is born. I love it. I like that they put a softer side of Randy. I was expecting an RKO, as was I. But I was glad it worked out. I could see AJ and Omos versus RK Bro. Yes, I could too. So in the span of two days, it went from hating Randy to looking at him in a different light. Good job, WWE. That's exactly how I feel about Riddle. So I'm totally with you, just with Riddle instead of Randy. This is probably an unpopular opinion, but I don't like the raccoon look for Alexa Bliss. She's too dark now. Interesting. Yeah, the raccoon look is a little bit dramatic. I think they're, they, they've they've altered her makeup. It feels like on a weekly basis to try to find the formula that works. I, I agree. It, it's it was very obvious this week that there. I mean, it was just like a little excessive. And I get that they're going for the dark, you know, character. I understand them what they're doing. But can we just pick a makeup and stick with it? Maybe like I, I guess they're just doing trial and error at this point. Um, okay, your email continues. Let's look at this. Rhea is champion. Charlotte and Oscar are chasing. 
Shayna and Nia are tag team champions, but everyone but me wants them to break up so Shayna can chase. Becky Lynch will be coming back and chase. That's six superstars who could be the champion or who could be champion at any given time. And now an indestructible Alexa Bliss is added to the mix. I don't like the direction they are going with her gimmick, and I hate that it was that as uh, it has destroyed the Fiend's gimmick. I think we all hate that. I think the Fiend has been extremely mismanaged um, since WrestleMania, including at WrestleMania. It, it, it was just ridiculous, absolute ridiculousness. So yeah, you probably are in the minority of not wanting to see the breakup of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Certainly, I am. I'm in the. I'm in the camp of break them up because Shayna deserves better. It's as simple as that. The positive, however, is that they are adding so much value to this, those championships that when they finally drop them, they'll have that value and carry it with them. That those belts will carry that value with them for several, maybe even years to come, because they are putting these belts on the map for real. That is the one positive. For sure. Um, yeah, Becky Lynch coming back. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people in chase mode. Uh, baby faces in chase mode are always better. And I guess Rhea is a heel. I, I, I guess. It's weird. Quick notes. Sol- Seth Rollins' new music is great. It's so funny when he says uh, uh, Z- Zero. Yeah, uh, I, I know what you're saying. When instead of Cesaro, he sa- uh, Rollins says, and I, I know you're, you you typed it for me. I just can't pronounce it. Um. But I agree. Yeah, that is funny. Seth Rollins is, I think, an unsung hero right now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Nobody's really talking about Seth Rollins. Right? Nobody. Yet he's doing, I think, good work right now. Uh, it's funny, AF, you know, all, you all know what that means, as blank, when Sammy dances. I wish he would do the shoot dance or the floss. Uh, boy, why do I feel like I should know what the shoot dance is or the floss? Does any, I, Am I dating myself? I have no idea what the shoot dance is or the floss. But Sammy dancing is extremely entertaining to me. It's so ridiculous because he's all in. That's what makes it great. The hurt lock looks truly painful. I bet it's a very uncomfortable hold to receive. Yes. Yes, uh, it is. I mean, it's a full Nelson. It legitimately is uncomfortable and it should be. Agreed. Yes, I would not want to be put in it. It's an actual amateur wrestling hold. Correct. Uh, last question. Who do you think Call the match between Sasha and Bianca. I think that's an easy one. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is the ring general. 
there's there's no question about it. I think perhaps some spots, maybe like 10% of it was called by Bianca. But Sasha is the ring general. She is the grizzled veteran. There's no question about it that that's who called the majority of that match. Um, okay, you say that's all I got this week. If you smell what the casual wrestling fan is cooking. I don't, did you just watch like a rock documentary or something? Uh, or <laughs> oh, I mean, this is just perhaps you, that's what I'll, I'll pretend happened is you, you watch like a uh, – uh, a rock documentary on the WWE network. And this got you all, uh, all riled up to cut a promo. Okay. <laughs> Miss guy's wrestling fan. Thank you as always. Okay. Uh, let's take a look. One more email here. And of course, gotta have it from Terry from Springfield, Tennessee. He says, don't know if I told you before, but I love your podcast and thank you for reading my emails every week. No problem. And I appreciate your loving the podcast. It's much appreciated. For real. Uh, first off, let me start off by saying, can Vince please get rid of Miz and Morrison? That segment with the New Day and Damian Priest was trash. Uh, was, was, it was trash can water. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. I thought that was like a not supposed to be part of the sentence he wrote. Uh, it's trash can water. Um, that's gross. I mean, I guess that's the point, right? Trash can water. Does it get any worse? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I think we've all had enough of them. Uh, I'm done ranting. So let me say Pat McAfee is great on commentary. Apollo Cruz is mimicking all of Kurt Angle's moves, uh, move set. I've noticed that weekly and Roman Reigns, Mike skills have improved enough uh, that I would like to see him and Cena go at it one more time on the mic and he can redeem himself from that time. Cena destroyed him on that promo from raw some years back. And I also would like to add that the RKO never gets old. It's his best finisher, the best finisher in the game today. Terry, thank you for all those thoughts. Um, I could really do a podcast on each one of these, or an episode rather. Pat McAfee is great. I think I agree. He is. He's kind of. He's done some things that you know. He said he actually said the word storylines in the opening to Raw. I think last week or the week before. You don't say that, right? Um, but overall, I think he slid in extremely well. Um, you, you, I mean, he fit in as, as as good as you possibly could as a, quote, amateur wrestling commentator. Uh, he's got his own podcast. I think that being in front of the microphone doesn't scare him. And he has a love for wrestling. That is certainly a, a, a good combination to have. And Apollo Crews mimicking all of Kurt Angle's moveset. Yeah, they're certainly very similar. No question about it. And I'm sure he did adopt some of those moves, which I'm fine with. Kurt Angle is one of the best of all time. You see moves reused, recycled, and reinvented all the time. Hell, Seth Rollins took the pedigree. We had Kevin Owens take the stunner. No, I mean, I think the rock bottom is next. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just what happens. So, but as far as the whole move set, not just a finish, I, I agree that it does look very similar, but that's cool. That's good. That's a good thing, I think. Uh, as far as Roman Reigns' mic skills improving enough to take on John Cena, I think, it, again, I think it would be an improvement against John Cena, but John Cena is so good, I think he would still torch him. Roman Reigns would get a better, you know, a couple of good shots in and be much better prepared if he were to go toe-to-toe with John Cena on the mic in his current character, but I still believe he would get just sliced and diced by John Cena. That's how good John Cena is. He's just so good. I don't think he would win. I don't think there's anybody on the roster that could beat John Cena on the mic. 
He's he's just a genius. Um, the RKO is the best finish. Yep, that's why it's so hard to make Randy Orton heal sometimes because people love the RKO so much. You know, if I was Randy Orton, I wouldn't use the RKO as a heel. If you're truly going for heel heat, I wouldn't do it. Now, of course, that affects your marketing because you can't use RKO or you know on your on your shirt, your sweatshirt, whatever. But I, I mean, if you're really going for real heel heat, don't do anything the crowd likes. That's a problem with a lot of heels today. They don't care about if they do things the crowd likes. That you should, you shouldn't do anything, anything that the crowd likes. But uh, yeah, it's so over that even when he's a heel, that people cheer for it. That move is that move has got a a fan base of its own. I mean, it's just so over. So, thank you so much, Terry. Okay, guys, it is time. Y'all know what time it is. I know what time it is. It is that special time to give my voice a rest and to give your voice a platform. So here we go. I believe this is Jeff from the Philippines. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So let's get things going right now. Hey, Matt. This is Jeff from the Philippines. So outside of WWE, Kenny Omega is now the new Impact World Champion. And also, on the video package of the upcoming Impact pay-per-view this July Slammiversary, they showed in the video of Samoa Joe, Mickey James, and Chelsea Green. No, you see, I'm not saying that those three were already signed with the company. But I think they are trying to tease that those three might appear on the upcoming pay-per-view. And I think, and also about Daniel Bryan suddenly advocating Cesaro to challenge for the Universal Championship. It's kind of weird given that how many times he complained that he had to face Roman Reigns right after the Elimination Chamber match and on fast lane that Edge hit him with a steel chair and he could also come up with an excuse for Wrestlemania that Jey Uso interfered in the match early and I think that Maybe he really got to love that Roman Reigns challenge him for a Universal Championship match. Of course he got to love that, given that how many times did he complain and whine about other reasons why he didn't win the Universal Champ- Championship and that's all, man. Stay safe. Bye. Jeff, my man, how you doing? Thank you for your input and for those several thoughts there. I mean, so here's the thing. Full disclosure. We all know. Since this is the WWE podcast, WWE podcast, or as Michael Cole would say, the WWE podcast. Think I'm kidding. Go listen to the way he pronounces WWE. Um, but yeah, Kenny Omega becoming Impact World Champion. I don't think I've ever said the words Kenny Omega on this show. And that's not because I don't have any respect or know who he is or what he's done. I just 
don't watch Impact. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I mean, I barely watch AEW. That's why we have a excellent co-host or excellent host. They're not even a co-host. They're, they do their own show here on the podcast, uh, WWE Podcast. But um, I think that though, as far as the Slam Anniversary video promo go with Samoa Joe's face, Mickey James, and Chelsea Green, the ones that recently got released from WWE. It's hard for me to say, you know, I could they appear? Uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely possible they appear. And in fact, it could be likely they appear because that'd be a bad job out of the out of impact to put those names out there to not deliver at Slammiversary. That'd be ridiculous, right? I mean, like, so while I know you're saying that they you don't think they'll appear or for sure they'll appear, I think it's a good chance. As far as Daniel Bryan goes, um, yeah, I, I just find it um I find it weird that Cesaro, as a grown man, a seasoned veteran in the business, has to have Daniel Bryan advocating for him. Now, I know he didn't ask for that. He didn't ask and say, hey, I'm too, I'm too shy to, to speak up. But that's what's being implied. That's the message you're sending to fans that, hey, we know Cesaro can't cut a promo or advocate for himself. So we're going to have Daniel Bryan do it as an endorsement. I think it's a bad move. Because you're not giving the fans a chance to get behind Cesaro in an organic way that doesn't feel like, hey, he's got somebody else advocating for him. Why? Right? It does, it's just, I love Daniel Bryan. I love Cesaro. It just feels like they are, they're blatantly hiding a weakness from Cesaro, which we all know is Mike's skills. They didn't even give him a word on the mic when he opened SmackDown. He had a microphone in his hand, but immediately Seth Rollins interrupted and you go, nah. Yeah, there you go, right? As they, they gave you the the eyewash that it was going to be Cesaro cutting a promo to open the show, and boom, Cesaro interrupts without Cesaro having to say a word. So uh, thank you so much, Jeff. Hope you're well. Please call back. Always looking forward to hearing your voice every week here on the mailbag. So, okay, voicemail number two on the way. Hey, man, it's Justin from Maryland. Just wanted to touch on SmackDown a little bit. So we got the whole Roman Reigns, um, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan uh, segment. I can honestly say that I'm surprised that um, they didn't continue the Daniel Bryan and Ed storyline because the pay-per-view was WrestleMania backlash. So I'm kind of surprised about that. And where do you think, like, who do you think Roman's going to face at uh, backlash? Because... He's going to face Daniel Bryan next week, uh, title versus uh, Daniel Bryan's career on SmackDown. I think we all know Roman's going to win. So who do you think Roman's going to face? <clears throat> because I think Cesaro is going to face Rollins at Backlash. So what do you think Roman is going to um, be on the card? And uh, as far as Edge, we don't even talk about him. He's been missing since uh, WrestleMania. I think we can agree that he's going to come back at some point at heel. So, uh, do you want to see that? And uh, thanks, man. Hey, man, Justin from Maryland again. Uh, one more thing. So, Money in the Bank is coming up, and we're not really thinking about it, but um, we should definitely be thinking about it soon. Who do you want to see win this year? We have I don't I don't even know who who could win. Of course it's, it's gotta be a hill. They just brought back Alistair Black, but 
it might be too soon. I mean, maybe. I mean, it, I mean, he could definitely um, build off of that. But who do you want to see win the Money in the Bank this year? Because I think that's the next pay per view, so they probably want to start building to that after a uh, backlash. So yeah, man. Sorry for the second call, but I forgot about that. All right, thanks. Talk to you next week. Hey, Justin. So what I did was just work a little audio magic and stuck both of your voicemails together. So okay, couple things here. A few things. Number one, Edge. And Daniel Bryan, why they couldn't face each other at Backlash? Well, I think that what's happening is, and you said that Edge has disappeared, and Edge has disappeared. But do we expect anything less? And I'm being for real, because Edge is on borrowed time, as we all are, but Edge is on very borrowed time as an in-ring competitor, given his age, given his injuries. And he has a select number of dates and a select number of matches that he's going to work per year. As he should. He's a legend in the business. So that tells me that the next pay-per-view event is not one of those he has on his contract. Which is why he just disappeared. And it makes sense. So could they have, in a you know, normal world, in a uh, non-legends contract that he signed, could that, that match would have made sense? Absolutely. So that does beg the question... Who's Roman facing at Backlash? Because we all know Roman Reigns is not losing the belt to Daniel Bryan on SmackDown this week. Oh, don't worry, guys. We have two free uh, championship matches on SmackDown. It's, it's getting absolutely egregious at this point. I mean, are there any fans out there that really appreciate championship matches every single week? It, it It's maddening. Um, and it's, 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 it smells of desperation, doesn't it? It smells of desperation on WWE's part to... Constantly be putting championship matches on Raw, SmackDown, whatever. It's just, I don't know. I think that's the best way to put it. So, anyway. But who does he face? I think he faces Daniel Bryan. I still think that this match is going to go no contest. Uh, and Daniel Bryan ends up facing Roman Reigns at Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash. And Edge interferes, screwing Daniel Bryan. Leading to a match between them it may be Extreme Rules, or all the way to SummerSlam. Perhaps it's Edge versus uh, Daniel Bryan at, uh, at, at you know down the line, and they do fully turn Edge heel. Perhaps that's what they do. It's very possible. Edge can play the heel extremely well. He even showed shades of it before WrestleMania. He said the Radar Superstar's back. His body language said, you know spoke heel. He attacked Daniel Bryan several times. So you could argue maybe he kind of already did. So I think... He screws over Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania Backlash when Daniel Bryan has the cha- a championship won. It's not Jey Uso this time. It's uh, Edge. Screws over Daniel Bryan. Blames him for his loss. That it was Daniel Bryan. If he wasn't involved, he would have been able to take out Roman and so forth. So I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, as far as the Money in the Bank, I think who wins? To me, it's very simple. Cesaro. I think Cesaro on the men's side. I haven't really thought about the women, but the men. Uh, I think it's Cesaro. Because Daniel Bryan, or uh, rather Cesaro, is chasing Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns refuses to give him the championship match. Apparently Adam Pearce is just, oh, I can't do anything, yet I make matches for you know my living. I can't make this one. Um, but I think ultimately Cesaro's going to win it, and it's going to force Roman Reigns to face him. That's what I think happens. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Justin. And I uh, appreciate your voicemails every week. Look forward to hearing you next week. Okay, let's get to the next one.
It's Kyle from Buttermelon. Uh, I'm currently watching Raw right now, and I've you know, been thinking about, uh, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre getting another title match at Backlash, and I am done with him being champion. I'm just thinking I have Lashley face someone else in the future. So there's that. The other thing, too, is about it's about just the women's division on Raw itself. It's not that great. And they keep hyping up Alexa Bliss. And like I said before, I would like to see her in the women's division to have a feud with someone. It's not the champion, but to, to someone. So I'm hoping that will happen later on tonight, whatever, whatever is going to happen. But that was just it. Just seems to be in a feud with someone. But that was it. Thanks, Kyle. Um, You made me think about something when you were talking about the women's vision, and it is a bit underwhelming right now, but at least, you know, Charlotte Flair couldn't have come back at a better time. The women's division needs her, needs her badly. Alexa Bliss is now on her own. Being her being infused in the women's division, it's great. They need it badly. Um, Perhaps Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair cross paths. Now, I know they have in the past, but Charlotte Flair against this version of Alexa Bliss is very intriguing. I know it's also possible. Like I said earlier, Asuka is maybe Alexa's first target. So I'm with you. I, I think that uh, the you know the, the women's vision is a little bit or was a little bit ragged, but it's on the mend. Becky Lynch is also on the horizon. You know, uh, possible call-ups. Rhea Ripley's the champion. Things are looking good. I, I really I really do believe that. So. Um, All right. Thank you, Kyle. And uh, we're going to take one last break for the sponsor here of the show. And on the other side, we've got a few more voicemails, ones you're not going to want to miss. So stay right here. Jessica Colvin is the owner of Twisted Buella Distillery, which stemmed from her passion for creating best tasting infused spirits. The name Twisted Buella represents the twisted flavors of her fusion spirits combined with one of her biggest influences, her abuela or abuela for short. Her personality is unmatched and it is infused into every bottle. Twisted Boela is dedicated to producing the highest quality of handcrafted, small-batched infused spirits. They are committed to sourcing their products locally in Washington in order to create a farm-to-bottle experience. Twisted Boela, to this point, is completely self-funded. However, they need your help in order to expand their business and reach the homes of future customers. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Search for Twisted Boela, which is spelled B-U-E-L-A. Or, of course, the best way to help is head on over to kickstarter.com and search for Twisted Boela. It's, again, Twisted, B-U-E-L-A. So if you're looking for that birthday gift, anniversary gift, or, hey, Mother's Day is right around the corner, then I've got a great website for you guys. It's ihomedigital.com. Pretty easy to remember, right? What's on here? Well, everything. I mean, really, everything from home electronics, kitchen gadgets, DSLR cameras, Roombas, home gadgets, drones, just to name a few. They even have a meat thermometer, a Bluetooth meat thermometer that you don't have to leave your couch to check the temperature. There are PlayStation Store gift cards. You can buy notebooks and laptops. Really, guys, this is just crazy. Uh, Head on over to ihomedigital.com. All of the prices are very competitive. So head on over to ihomedigital.com. 
Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Okay, guys. Another voicemail is on the way in just one second. I want to give everybody the listening an opportunity if you're wondering, what the hell? How do I get on here? Easy. Call us. Leave a voicemail. I promise it's not manned. I'm not going to pick up. It's not going to be awkward. 518-952-0247. That's 518-952-0247. And what that also does is uh, gives you three minutes to speak. And you can talk. Of course, you can round about the system and buck the system by giving me, leaving us multiple voicemails, of which I'll be a softie and probably uh, just give in. But try to keep it to three minutes, in all seriousness, because it does uh, it, it does allow people to get their point across, being brief enough where it gives you also enough time to speak your mind. Um, and also, you can email us at realwwpodcast.gmail.com if you want to get a, an email in, as you heard earlier, for me to read. Or you can also send me a voicemail through email as well. That's a thing. So, okay, let's get to, I believe this is our Australian, uh, our Australian connection here, Devin. So let's see what he has to say about this week in WWE. Oh, hey, Matt, it's Devin from uh, Australia. Uh, quick question. Um, with the hopes that we get a Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar match at some point in the future, um, how do you think Brock would go, promo-wise, if Roman Reigns is still in his um, heel role with Paul Heyman being his special advisor? Because uh, I don't really think Brock could handle a promo on his own. So do you think that the Roman Reigns character um, would still be in play? Or do you think that will have um, come to an end and then Paul Heyman becomes um, Brock's? All right. Well, excellent question. As far as Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, I think it's inevitable. I think it's as soon as SummerSlam, more likely maybe next year's WrestleMania. That's a WrestleMania-worthy match in my mind, especially if they continue to build Bobby as this unbeatable heel. And what happens with Paul Heyman? Yeah, he is the wild card. To answer your, this is a multifaceted question. Number one. Can Brock Lesnar be trusted on the mic without a Paul Heyman as a crutch? Simple answer, no. No. Um, he he does not fare well on the microphone. Now, you could just have him speak very little, just kind of more words, or he does his talking in the ring. But he misses that element of Paul Heyman. So what, what I think they could do, I think they can have their cake and eat it too. What I mean by that is I think Paul Heyman could do double duty. They're on separate shows. Uh, it's easily explainable. You know, I, I think that they could they could have their two separate worlds and that both would be okay with it because they're both being serviced by Paul Heyman and they're in their own worlds of which neither affects the other. And they just address it that way because we don't want to see another Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match. We've seen enough of that. So I don't think you need to go that road. You just quickly address it that, yeah, he's doing double duty and everyone knows about it, but no one cares. That's how I think you do it. Because Brock does need Paul. So, then you keep the Roman Reigns character in place. No one has a problem with it. We all move on with our lives, and we just acknowledge, hey, he's doing double duty. Fine. You know, and why can't he? It's two separate nights, two separate shows. Neither one affects the other. 
that's probably what they do. That's what I would do because you cannot put Brock out there without a mouthpiece to, to help him along. Um, it becomes very weird, very quick for Brock. <laughs> so as great of a star as he is, he's not known for his promos. Although suplex city did come from an impromptu expression at WrestleMania 31, I believe it was. So, okay. Uh, thank you so much. Final couple voicemails here, guys. Let's get to them. Hey, Matt, it's Kyle from New York again. Um, I have two questions. Uh, one about Raw. No, not Raw. My bad. Both my questions are about SmackDown, actually. I was going to say one about Raw, one about SmackDown. Actually, they're both about SmackDown. Um, so one, Bianca Belair is defending against Bailey at uh, Backlash. So, what I'm wondering for you is, when do you think Sasha Banks is going to get a rematch? Because it's obvious, we all know it's coming, because, you know, last week on SmackDown, not last week, it wasn't there last week, the week before, she'll be really angry and stuff. She's just pissed off. So we obviously know she's going to get a rematch. So when do you think she's going to get one? Well, what I think is Bianca's going to defend against a bunch of different people each pay-per-view until SummerSlam. And if, and if the rumor is true that we are getting fans again at SummerSlam, Sasha will get a rematch against Bianca Belair at SummerSlam so they have a second match in front of fans since they're in love with the first time. That's what I think is going to happen. Anyway, uh, the second question about Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan this Friday on SmackDown. I'm excited for the match. I think Daniel Bryan is going to lose because I think Roman Reigns is going to fight Cesaro at Backlash for the title. He's defending against Cesaro. For Daniel Bryan, what, do you, what exactly do you think is going to happen? Like, I know they're saying Roman said, oh, if you lose, you're going to get banished from SmackDown. He never said Daniel Bryan has to retire, though. I think it's going to be a retirement. That's my opinion. I think he is, this is, I think this is going to be his final match. Like, full time, at least. Male return to the Rumble or something next year. I don't know. But, He's a banished for SmackDown. Like, I've heard some people saying, oh, he won't be, maybe he won't retire because his contract is supposedly not expiring until September. Maybe he'll, since he's being banished for SmackDown, maybe he'll go to Raw or something. That's what I've heard. And maybe, like, Roman won't win clean, Edge will DQ it. Edge will come back. I don't know. I've been hearing, like, those two things the most. I think he's still going to, I think it's his retirement, though. I think this is his final match. This is going to be it. I just, I just have a feeling. So, wondering what you think, and, uh, that's really it for this week. So uh, thanks. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, again there, Kyle. If I, if I had known d- down in the list, you had two voicemails. I would have stitched them together. But okay, Bianca versus Bailey. Yes, that is happening. But when does Sasha get her rematch? You're right. It could be SummerSlam. They could build to it to SummerSlam. They certainly have a high bar, though, after their classic at WrestleMania. And um, I- I'm fine with it. They could build towards it. And I think they could do a nice job of it. It's just, what does Sasha do in the meantime? Just disappear, right? Getting a a side program with somebody else? Or does Sasha somehow weasel her way in to WrestleMania Backlash between her and Bayley? Possible. Or does she not show up until WrestleMania Backlash and do a run-in, screwing both of them? Or, you know, there's a lot of ways, right? She could cause a DQ in the match. She could be named special referee. Um, But you you would think that Sasha would have got her rematch at, you know, WrestleMania backlash, considering they face each other at WrestleMania. You think the pay-per-view would kind of write the story, but that's, uh, yeah, you're right. If they go to SummerSlam all the way till SummerSlam, cool. I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm all for long story arcs. I love st- long story arcs. You don't see them too often. Uh, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. That's a really good point. I don't think I talked about it. I haven't heard anyone else talk about it. As far as the consequences for Daniel Bryan losing the match, which he will. 
I think Daniel Bryan losing the match is inevitable for SmackDown this uh, Friday night against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. I mean, there's just there's just no way Bryan's going to win it. I don't think it's his retirement match. Um, I think, like you said, it could be a it could be his final match until he returns, which I think is inevitable. Maybe at SummerSlam. Boy, we're all pointing to SummerSlam for so much stuff, aren't we? Um, but, the, the, you know, a lot of things do run to SummerSlam. A lot of story arcs usually do from Mania to SummerSlam. But Daniel Bryan, I think, doesn't retire, but he takes a break. I think he takes a break. And we aren't talking about the him being banished, though. That was said, but it was said in passing, and no one ever made a big deal about it. But it, we should. We should make a big deal about it. And we'll, you know, maybe the, the announcers will reemphasize that point before the match, which assumingly is the main event of SmackDown this week. If it's not, I don't know what WWE's doing. Um, but you're right. I think that we need to focus on the consequences here of him losing. We're all just thinking, eh, he'll probably lose, but, you know, there, there's no real consequences. Well, no, there is. Go back and listen to Roman's promo. So good point, Kyle. I think there are going to be consequences for his career. Um, well, at least in the short term. I don't think it's his retirement match. I think they would make a much bigger deal about it. Uh, I don't think they, he'd want to retire in front of the Thunderdome, too. I think he'd want to retire in front of actual fans. Uh, and I have heard the same thing, too, about the um, the whole contract rumors. I've heard the same thing, that he's it's coming to a close. So perhaps it does end in September. Or maybe he gets a temporary extension through next year's WrestleMania and has his final match at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 38 in Dallas in front of 80,000 people. So that's also a possibility. I don't know. If I was him, I, I would argue for you know a, 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 an extension to that point and put somebody over at the event, call it a career, and uh, that's it. You know, um, I think Daniel Bryan was even quoted in saying, I, I'm not sure what I want to do with my life yet, <laughs> as if he hasn't even started his life yet. That's kind of a cool quote. Um, so, all right, let's get to the final voicemail of this show. Hey, Matt, it's Brad from Pennsylvania. Um, I am actually sold on Riddle Bro. I enjoyed it. Um, everything you said about it, you literally took all the words out of my right out of my mouth. I think, you know, Randy is exactly what you need to, to kind of cut the, the Riddle, you know. And uh, when I was sold on it was when Riddle for the second time said we got a thing we got in common. And we're both from the earth, man. When Orton instantly said, shut up. I was sold. As soon as that happened, I was like, oh, they're going to be great together. I love it. Because at first, as soon as they I was like, no, please do not do this. Like, you took Randy Orton from being the hottest heel in the world to losing to Riddle and now be a sympathy tag team with him. I, I was not about it at all. And the second that he said, from the earth, and Randy, I was like, this is great. I like it. And then they did perform well together. Like, they feed off each other a little bit. I, th- I think this could be the the thing we've been looking for for Riddle, you know. And we all kind of him in the ring, but don't really like him, you know, his his act, his gimmick, whatever you want to call it. But I think maybe with Randy being like the the big brother, like you know, shut up, put him in line, go in the ring, beat people up, leave. Perfect. I like it. So I I will uh, comment on that for you. I do like the Riddle, bro. Um, one thing I don't like is the triple threat. I didn't get to listen to your whole podcast yet. I was at work, so I'm sh- probably had your own feelings on it. I don't like the triple threat. I don't like the, just 
lazy booking. That's a because then it's going to be no DQ. People are going to get involved. We all know that it's a clean way for somebody to lose without losing. Just hate the triple threats. But all right, brother, take care. I'll see you. All right. Well, wow, we've got Brad on board for the chemistry between Randy and Riddle. Deanna, are you listening? We're going to convert you yet. You know, I'm not saying we have to be a Riddle fan. I'm saying the team of Riddle and Orton, the chemistry that they have, they had some on the camera. I, I you know, I, I got to say, and I agree with you, Brad. Um, when he said shut up, he's like, we're from both from the earth. And, you know, he's talking about things they can do and wear the gear together and the merchandise and RK bro. Like it's, it's catchy. It's catchy. It is. It's, it's like, it's cutting through the, the, the nonsense of riddle with a no nonsense character of Orton. They're polar opposites, which I think works right now. Again, guys, the sample size is what a week, two weeks. Like, well, only really this week that they have really been together as RK bro. So, we, we got to take this with a grain of salt. Things could get totally effed up next week. But right now, I'm love, I really like what I see with those two. Um, you know, Riddle on his own is unbearable. Riddle with Orton, got to say so far, it's good. It's, it is. it is, And, uh, yeah, the, the whole, for both from Earth, that, that was actually kind of funny. Um, no doubt about it. But the triple threat, here's the thing. I've said this many times. Triple threats, as you said, they're lazy. I think WWE leans on them way, way too much where they're commonplace. It's not, it's not, you know, uncommon to see a triple threat or a triple threat used every single week in some kind of form or fashion in WWE programming. Yeah, I, I, it'll, it's going to take a long time if WWE does go down that road of trying to uneducate us that, hey, no, look, triple threats are special because it's been years and years and years and years that WWE has used this as a crutch for protecting somebody while having also the belt get removed from them. I think that's exactly what they did um, for WrestleMania in that triple threat match. And, well, not that Roman lost the belt, but um, they also have done it now. They're doing it now with uh, Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre and Lashley. Perhaps they're doing it also, though, to spice things up, and it's not a direct duplication of WrestleMania. You know, maybe that's their thinking, but... Whatever they're thinking is, the triple threat is overused, beyond overused. And the fact that all triple threats, all multi-person matches, by the way, minus tag team matches, have to be no DQ. It makes no sense. Why do triple threat matches have to be no DQ? Can anyone explain that to me? Fatal four-way, fatal five-way, six-man, whatever. I mean, like six-man elimination match. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's all... No DQ, which makes no sense. You know why? Because you could easily put a stipulation in whoever is DQ'd leaves the match and then it's one-on-one and a subject. I mean, period. (laughs) I don't know why it's so difficult to put that into place, but um, yeah, Brad, I appreciate the comments. Thank you for calling in. Please call back next week. And really to anybody else that's thinking about calling in and voicing their opinion about WWE, you know the number 518-952-0247 or email us at real wwe podcast at gmail.com all right everybody thank you for listening if you want that ad-free experience wwe podcast is on patreon at patreon.com slash wwe podcast download the app so you don't i mean nobody uses their computer 
PC to browse and listen to podcasts. At least most people don't. Um, so you can download the app and then search for us. It's a dollar for the entire library. You get exclusive podcasts that are no longer available on the free feed, like Wrestling Nostalgia, like our What If segment that I'm doing with Anthony DeMarco starting next Saturday. We'll be dropping that and uh, shout outs and you get priority placement in the mailbag and a bunch of other good stuff for a dollar starting at a dollar a month. So pretty damn good. Get on board and see what you're missing out on. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks to all the callers, all the emailers and everybody else listening. I'll be back on Sunday nights. I just had to think about it. Sunday night with co-host Zach Smith. We have not done a show together in a while. So uh, Zach Smith is back to do the week in review right here in the WWE podcast. Thank you, everybody. As always, take care. I'll talk to you next time.